You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. We're happy that you're with us this morning. We're broadcasting from Virginia, Minnesota in the Diocese of Duluth. I'm Ben Frost. I'm here with Mark Cheney and Father Brandon Moravitz. And we're grateful to have you with us. And do you know that you can listen to the Real Presence to Real Presence Live in any of our daily programs you hear on RPR via our app. Simply go to the App Store on your phone and search for Real Presence Radio. Once downloaded, Real Presence Radio is accessible anywhere that you are at any time. So if you don't have uh, the RPR app yet, go to your App Store now and download it as you can listen to our next interview. And I'm here with Father Brandon Moravitz. Father, how are you today? I'm doing well, Ben. How about you? Oh, good. We've got an amazing, fantastic guest with us. I'm super excited for us. So I'm going to hand it over to you to introduce her. So. Yeah, it's crazy how this has come about. Honest to goodness, last time we were live, I was when we were praying the rosary, I was in the middle of rosary, and all of a sudden, Shelly's name kind of came up on my heart. And then right after the radio show, uh, Brandon back at, at the office uh, said, do you have any ideas for our next radio show? And so I just thought, for some reason, God brought Shelly on my heart. I said, let's invite her here on the radio. And so it's great to have Shelly Babaraki here. Um, she's a parishioner here at Holy Spirit Parish. And I know has an incredible journey of faith, uh, a story of lots of ups and downs and, and, and joys and struggles. And always inspires me in the way in which she continues to try to cling to Christ in the midst of everything in her life. So um, Shelly's here with us. And Shelly, welcome. It's great to have you here today. Thank you. It's great to be here today. Awesome. So Shelly, why don't you just start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself. Um, and we'll just see where the Holy Spirit leads us this conversation. <laughs> so I am born and raised in Virginia, Minnesota, and I am a registered nurse. I worked at Children's Hospital in Minneapolis for 15 years before I got a job here at the um, Catholic school. And then um, I have a daughter who is 12 and very active in sports, especially hockey, yeah. and a seven-year-old son who by the sounds of your stories, Father Brandon, is just like you. <laughs> so maybe I should call your mom. Yeah, you might probably be a good idea. She'd be a good support for you. <laughs> so, yes. Shelly, you know, I, 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 right now, um, just knowing you, I know your faith is, is such a huge part of your life. Um, but can we look back a little ways on your life and maybe just speak to some of the... Um, I don't know, what, what was life before faith um, really took an active part in you? Um, and just, just share a little bit of, of that part of your story. So um, I started nursing school in 2001 and got into drugs. Yeah. And at first the, uh, it was meth. Yep. And at first it was really helping me study late nights and stuff. But then pretty soon the late nights that I was utilizing this for turned into like days yeah so then I was having to use during the day and a long story short um, in May I will be recovering 18 years um, from meth addiction failed out of nursing school hmm. it was four months only but yeah. four months that changed my life really yeah. and so right around that time I kind of started to find my faith because of course when you go through meetings you know we have to find your higher power yeah and I am a cradle Catholic so that's exactly where I always go when whenever it's about faith yeah. and so that kind of brought me but it was a superficial relationship with God just hmm. what I knew what to do and there was no confession or stuff like that yeah and then um, after nursing school moved to the cities loved my job at children's still I mean love it um, 
got in some trouble, became a single parent. Yeah. So even though I was recovering from um, drug addiction, in which, Father, you know this because I say a lot in confession, I struggle every single day with my addictive tendencies. Whether yeah. I am using drugs or not, mm-hmm. I can get into any kind of trouble. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there I was, a nurse going to travel the world as a as a travel nurse and then i find out i'm pregnant Hmm. and my friends and i had made jokes previous like what we would do and having this baby was the only thing that was gonna you know so once i brought her into the world then i started coming to church on a regular basis Hmm. but it was still a superficial relationship with god yeah it's so good shelly and i I think you bring to light just something um, many of our viewers out there our listeners out there might uh, struggle with different kind of just addictions and, and, and sometimes our personalities tend to be more compulsive you know I would say I've got more of a compulsive personality you know I'm just I got energy and I get I, I can get compulsive and I think we all have that sort of thing and and, and that can if it gets if we get co- compulsive about the wrong things it can just mess up our whole lives and our whole families and we can get to a real dark place but on the other hand, like I think some of the saints were very compulsive <laughs> because they finally just ordered their compulsions to the Lord and 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 they were on fire for the Lord. Um, and that was such a I mean, and they've changed the whole world and changed the whole church. So could you just talk a little bit more about now? So you've kind of had this process of darkness, I mean addiction, um, this this kind of unplanned pregnancy and these struggles in your your family life. and and then all of a sudden, you have this experience in which your faith becomes more real. It's not a superficial faith anymore. And, and I, I don't know, actually, if it was just one experience or if it's been a slow process. But how has your faith become so personal and helped you through um, those struggles and those sufferings um, in your life earlier? So I would say my superficial relationship with um, in my faith was, it was a slow process to come back. Yeah. But it was oh, five years ago, I was sick, a little over five years ago, I was sick, and I had only a 17% chance of survival. Yeah. And during that time, so I had a two-year-old son who hated me. I was, you know, I had just gotten a divorce. Yeah. Um, right before I got sick, I was addicted to filling my needs sexually. Yeah. And... Then I got sick, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks, this random, rare illness. And when I woke up, uh, one of my doctors told me, Shelly, it is a miracle that you are awake. Hmm. And he, I believe, is a deacon in Duluth. Hmm. Um, and he said, God has a purpose for you, and you need to find that purpose. Yeah. And, and you know, one thing I want to follow up as you were saying that, when I first, how long ago was that, about five, six years ago? Yep. Yeah. So I, it's so funny. I didn't know you. And I got assigned to be the pastor here at Holy Spirit. And and all of a sudden, um, I remember people telling me about this person named Shelly. I didn't know you at all. I just knew you were in a hospital somewhere and you were sick. And all these people around you were just like praying for you. So they would come to me as the priest and say, I've got this friend named Shelly. Or I've got this family member named Shelly. Would you like pray for them? And it's funny as you're telling the story, looking back, praying for you, not knowing you, and now seeing how God's grace has worked so profoundly in your life. Um, and so you had that experience of that deacon uh, kind of sharing, like, you have a purpose. Where did life go from there? Um, my daughter was going to be have her first communion, and so I did my first confession in mm. 20 years. Mm. And it started from there. And at that point, I was going to church every day except for on Sundays. Mm. And then it kind of blossomed into something more. And Thursday, Holy Thursday, four years ago, you washed my feet. Mm. And I had 
I was active into just seeking out Jesus and it was profound. I sobbed, I sobbed through mass and the Holy Spirit moves me so many times through mass now. It's just amazing. And I write it down and I try to teach my kids. I try to teach my kids in a way that excites them to want to learn. And I love listening to podcasts and YouTube on Catholic apologetics. And that's when I realized like my faith is now coming to control my life Mm -hmm. and my life is just so much better i mean especially through all of this darkness i mean i can't be a nurse anymore because of my illness it has changed my memory and such and i miss that so much Mm -hmm. but when i started working here at the church it was like all of these amazing people in my life that helped me like my main purpose is not that i am an rn at children's hospital taking care of babies Mm -hmm. or a mom it is I am the daughter of a king who <laughs> loves me and calls me by name. Yeah. And so many times I let the devil call me by my sin. So yeah. many times. Yeah, so yeah. good. But, um, but now I, I listen to him and I follow him and I ask everyone, like, what should I do? What do you think God's calling for me? And, and we all, like, hold each other. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, amen. For those of us, or those of you that have just just joined us this morning, you're listening to Real Presence Live. We've got a great guest. We're coming to you live from the Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, part of the Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota. Our guest today, Shelley Babaraki. Babaraki, yes. (laughs) And uh, Mark Cheney alongside the microphone with Father Brandon Moravitz and Ben Frost. Great. And Shelley, I just, I love hearing your story. And I'm so much just inspired by you. And and in many ways, and I think for our listeners too, to hear this story, to realize like we all have this darkness, as Father had said, these, these tendencies in our heart. But when we experience Christ, we enter into that sense of hope. And I think so many, and especially in today's world with all that's out there, there can sometimes be like a hopelessness. So maybe like, how would you explain the church and our Lord Jesus Christ as like a source of hope in your life? Because I see so much hope in you and so much life as you've kind of renewed your faith. So what would you say hope has played in, in your, your story? Well, I know that this is going to sound weird, and by no means do I think that I'm a saint. Um, but during my sickness, like during my the beginning, I mean, five days a week, three and a half hours a day, I was learning how to talk, walk, eat, you know, swallow solid food, and, and be a mom. And so I would drop to my knees, and I would just scream, help me. I mean, in this angry, like, I hate that I have survived this rare illness for all of this. Mm-hmm. And then I just kept telling myself like Jesus is suffering with so much worse than mine this is prepping me for sainthood mm-hmm. take your brokenness take all of the struggles that are handed to you mm-hmm. point out that silver lining because God is prepping you for sainthood yeah 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 it's so good I mean I, I, I think shall you brought to light this reality of um, emotional sickness spiritual sickness physical sickness you know um, psychological sickness like whatever our suffering and pain and in some ways you've gone through it all but you just bring us such a good point that when we unite that with the Lord, there is this profound hope that comes. That doesn't take away from, that doesn't take away the wounds and the sufferings. Like anybody that's listening out there, like Shelly still has her own sufferings in her life, but it's redeemed and it looks differently than when you didn't have Christ. Correct. Could you speak to that a little bit? Like what, what that difference is or, or how you, how does that look different for you? I feel like a lot of times, even when I look back at like my journal entries and such, when I was going through my, my like the hardest part of my recovery, when I was, when there was the most pain, like physical pain that got into me mentally, 
that's when I was like, what am I, why am I alive? Like, I am too vain to kill myself, but Mm. why am I alive? And I was angry and it was miserable and each day sucked. Yeah. And then I put that, like, Jesus' suffering was so much worse than mine. And my suffering has to happen so that I can teach somebody someday I can save their soul for Jesus. Hmm. And it makes, I mean, that suffering is still there every single day. Yeah. Um, mentally a lot too, but knowing that Jesus did it for me and maybe I am doing it for somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Shelly, I'm just uh, thinking maybe there's listeners out there that are, that are tuning in right now. Maybe they're struggling. Maybe they're experiencing some darkness uh, in their heart. What would you share from your testimony? What word of encouragement would you share to them like today that they're, they're, something's happening in their heart right now? What would you say to them? Love yourself because you love yourself and laugh at your things, you know, own the fact that you made that mistake. Just own it. Learn from it because that's how you're going to teach your loved ones about it. And you do that by loving yourself. And in order to truly love yourself, you have to bring God into your life and you have to love him because then you can love yourself the way he has asked you to. Beautiful. Amen. You know, Ben, I I just am so grateful. Um, Everybody's got a story. You know, um, and every saint one time was a sinner, (laughs) you know, and uh, every sinner has a future. Uh, And I think anybody out there, I just want you to recognize that is we're all called to grow in our lives of holiness. And it all looks different for us. And Shelly's that great example of, of hope in the midst of trial and tragedy. Yeah. And Shelly, we just want to thank you for coming in today and sharing your story and, and uh, your beautiful soul. We're blessed to have you around here. And thank so, you. So God love you. We'll have you back again soon, okay? Sounds right. great. Thank you Thanks. so much, Thanks, everyone. Shelley. God bless you. Thanks, Shelly. All right. Another fantastic segment on Real Presence Live this morning. Up next, Father Brandon will take a few minutes to share what the Lord is laying on his heart right now. And later, a unique perspective on COVID-19 from a seminarian who had his semester cut short while studying in Rome. All this and so much more on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. As we continue to face new challenges each day, we at Real Presence Radio want you to know we're here for you. We're excited to announce that Monday through Friday from 9 to 9.30 a.m. Central during Real Presence Live, we'll bring you a daily Mass celebrated by one of our local clergy members. Listen to it on air or watch it on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. We know the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith, which is why we want to bring Jesus to you spiritually Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. during Real Presence Live. Be sure to tune in. Hello, my name is Mitchell Lahneman. I'm a junior at Mount Marty College, and I'm originally from Adrian, Minnesota. I chose Mount Marty because when I first visited Mount Marty College my freshman year, I could feel the sense of community and the relationships I built with the professors I met and the coaches I met the very first time on campus was really impactful to me. 
Mount Marty offers lots of opportunities such as leadership positions and different clubs and activities to participate in. Mount Marty College, experience the momentum. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. It is Real Presence Live, coming to you live from uh, the Diocese of Duluth. We are in Virginia, Minnesota, the Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, and we are with Father Brandon Moravitz and Ben Frost. Thanks, Mark. Uh, Father, it's been a crazy whirlwind these past weeks, and uh, God's been definitely working. And um, one of the ways he's been working is uh, just through a lot of our uh, recorded ministries and masses and and uh yeah i was just really inspired by yesterday's mass and in, in your homily and and i maybe thought maybe you could share a little bit about uh what you were saying yesterday yeah you know ben i i was actually it was a saturday night or it could have been even sunday morning i was kind of looking around i was watching different priests and what they're doing out there and there's a priest in indiana his name is father jonathan meyer i think his last name is and uh i'm always just impressed by the work he does in his parish just another brother priest that just affirms and calls me on and one of the things he was talking about in one of his homilies is this whole idea of everybody has this attitude of let's go back to normal and do we really want that <laughs> you know i i think right now because we're, we're uncomfortable and we're being stretched and we're out of our comfort zones and we're being challenged a little bit and even some things are being stripped away from us. Our tendency is just to say, let's go back to normal. Let's go back to the way it was. But in reality, do we really want to go back to that? You know, it's something for us to reflect on and think about. Like, was I truly living a life of faith and abundance before this whole COVID thing? Or was I just living a life of the world and just kind of going through the motions. And I wasn't even that happy, but now I'm in this place and I want to go back to where I was comfortable, even though it wasn't that great. And I think like the evil one can get into that, I, that, that the reality of, I just want to go back to the way it was. But in reality, we weren't that satisfied before this whole COVID thing. And maybe it's possible that through this COVID reality that God is actually trying to do something that we have a new normal and a normal that's more focused on the Lord and the faith and that, that the we're living simpler lives and we're more we're more connected in faith um and so i just was encouraging people and i encourage everybody out there to try to get that idea out of your head you just want to go back to normal and the way it was like the lord calls us and says come follow me which means let's go forward and see what the lord has in store for us not go back to the way it was before and i was thinking about the israelites like they're going through the desert and they're like they want to go back to their slavery (laughs) Can we go back? Like, this is too difficult. Like, forget the promised land. Let's go back. Like, I don't want to go back. All right? And let's go forward and find the goodness of the Lord. Yeah, it's been uh, great to even see how people have reacted to that homily. I just saw yesterday my brother had posted your homily online and just said, gosh, this was very moving to me to to hear you speak during your homily. And I think especially, like, I mean, obviously we all look back and it's like we want to come back to church. We want to worship together into community. And, and there's certainly a desire for that. But when you go beneath the surface a little bit, the sense of I just want what's easier. I want to kind of slough back into the way it was. And I think that um, what you spoke to really called on so many people's hearts in the sense of like, gosh, I've, if I've been experiencing God through this, and oftentimes, like, that's the Paschal mystery, right? Like, when we experience suffering or trial, the Lord is close to us. And I, I sense that that's been happening over these past weeks. A lot of people are getting close to the Lord. 
But like those Israelites, like there could be a sense of, well, now I just kind of want to slough back into the way things were and versus saying, no, I'm being called on to deeper holiness to be the saint that God has created uh, me to be. So I think it is a, a powerful message for us to remember that, you know, as we continue to move forward and we hope for normalcy in the sense of being able to gather together to see our family and friends and uh, to not lose that vigor of faith that's been burning in so many people's hearts. Yeah, I think one practical example is, I mean, I, and I'm just gonna, I'll make a public confession here on the radio station where every night, you know, pre-COVID, I'd get home and I'd watch stinking four hours of sports, three hours of sports. I'd be up too late watching some NBA basketball game that means nothing, you know, and, and watching some baseball game. And fine, it's great. It's a way to relax to some degree. But on the other hand, I'm like, do I want to go back to that? Hmm. Like, I get home now, and I'm, I, I've got more time just to be quiet and to read a bit and to pray more. And I, I, I've been, you know, just, it's, it's been so much healthier, I think, for me. I've, I've gone for a few walks. I never did that before COVID, you know? Um, and so just those practical things, we have to look at our lives. What has, what have we been stripped from that maybe isn't necessary when life comes back to normal, so to speak? Yeah, yeah. Well, and maybe a question that I have for you that I've been thinking about these past couple of weeks. You know, we've, we have this group of guys that have been meeting at our church through this Exodus 90 program. And I like that you alluded to the, uh, the Exodus story where here are these people, they're enslaved in Egypt and they get out of their bondage. They're wandering through the desert, but there's always this tendency to go backwards. And these guys at our Exodus meetings have been sharing about that reality of it's still hard because to be f- a person of faith requires... A lot of work. It's it can be a challenge. It's hard. We need to sacrifice ourselves uh, for the Lord. So what? Why is that? Why? Why do we kind of gravitate toward what's easy rather than saying, you know what? I, I need to uh, exude some effort here to to grow in my faith. Yeah, I mean, I think some of it's just our fallen nature, where easy, you know, is easy. <laughs> it's going. It's going with the stream, and uh, the easy way. It seems attractive at a superficial level. Like, wow, that, you know, that looks simple. But then we end up becoming more and more empty. And like living the life of Christ, it's going upstream. Um, there's something that's, that's in some ways going against our darkened nature. Um, and that, but when I do that, I all of a sudden taste, I taste of living waters and I find green pastures that was in the Psalm. And so like our faith is meant to be a battle. All right, but the more we battle and the more we we foster virtue in our lives and the life of holiness, the more free we become. Um, And the more free we become, the more we're able to overflow with the love of Christ in others. And that's this new normal, right, that we're we're seeking after is that even though it's hard, we go uh, against uh, the grain a little bit, that it actually creates more freedom for us to live. Yeah, amen. It's good, to, it's good talking to you, Ben, and I just encourage all of our visitors, just or all of our listeners, just to keep looking forward. All right, don't desire to go back to the normal, okay? And let's pray that God might lead us uh, to, to deeper holiness of life. Amen. I think that's fantastic testimony of moving forward. Moving forward into our next hour, yes, coming up, more on Real Presence Live. Up next, yes, what it was like for a seminarian to be studying in Rome when the uh, coronavirus hit. Dan Hambert knows. He knows all about it. He'll share his unique perspective on the other side of our break. Please stay with us. Another great hour of Real Presence Radio and Real Presence Live begins next. 